Support for Podular Modcast comes from Secret Aardvark Sauce. So, hey, Jimmy G, what did you think of the Secret Aardvark Sauces? I, I don't know. Once I tried the uh, Drunken Jerk Jamaican, it was uh, love at first sight. That's Jimmy G, my dad, giving you the what for about uh, what he thought about the Secret Aardvark Sauces. They came over, my mom and dad, to see the new house that Hannah and I live in, and they stayed the night. And for dinner, I thought, hey, you know what? Why don't I bring out the, the big guns? So I brought out all of the sauces that I have um, and and let Jimmy G go through the whole array. And, uh, yeah, he was a, 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 obviously a huge fan of the Jamaican Jerk. He also really enjoyed the uh, the habanero sauce. So, uh, yeah, why don't we hear what he has to say about that? So it just had that habanero flavor without so much heat. I couldn't agree more, Jimmy G. Um, and I'm also really excited to tell you, but also excited to find out, because I haven't tried them yet, that there are three new sauces. They've got the Aardvark Reaper. They've got the Smoky Chipotle Aardvark. And then they got the Hot and Tata sauce, which is a scorpion hot sauce. That one sounds really hot, but I know I'm in good hands with Secret Aardvark, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try it. Uh, take it away, Jimmy G. For chefs at any level looking to spice up old favorites, or a newcomer in the kitchen. Secret Aardvark sauce and marinades are the perfect partner in crime for that finely crafted moxie you can use time and again. To learn more, go to secretardvark.com. Welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name's Tim, and this week we have Heyman Tan on the show. Heyman is a very prolific musician. She is a YouTube creator. She's constantly putting out uh, great videos and great music. She is a mentor for teenage engineering and has kind of recently got into modular. And it's been it was really fun to talk with somebody who is in the whirlwind of excitement that we are also familiar with when we first get into modular um so that was exciting we talk about her minimal setup and her uh, minimalist kind of approach to modular and whatnot and uh yeah we're gonna get to know him on here in a moment but before we get into that what do y'all think about a holiday episode are we doing that this year i kind of forgot it's it always sneaks up on me but if enough of you send me uh your holiday themed original tunes or remixes or anything um then we can do another holiday music episode i think that would be fun for us all to listen to while we're drinking back our nog on christmas morning listen to some weirdo freaked out um synth christmas music so if that at all sounds fun to you please send me your uh your christmas or xmas or holiday um track wave file only please send to podmodcast at gmail.com via drive dropbox or we share or whatever you want to do um but please wave files only please 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 every year i stress stress that very heavily but i still get mp3s um and remember it's podmodcast not podularmodcast at gmail.com that that one's on me uh i'm sorry also want to apologize for my seemingly lackadaisical tone or maybe my 
I, I got my booster shot. Um, and it's just, it's wiped me out. I slept all day yesterday, and I'm feeling a little headachey today. So, yeah. But enough about my woes. Let's talk about Patchworks, our lovely synth shop here in the Northwest. Please visit P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. That's Patchworks.com for all your synthesizer needs. Is there somebody in your life who's a synthesist who maybe, you know, you haven't shopped for yet? Well, Patchworks would be the place to go. They've got groove boxes. They've got samplers. They've got modular gear, desktop synths, studio equipment, studio monitors. I'm thinking about upgrading my studio monitors. I've had the same monitors for like 12 years. Um, but yeah, Patchworks, that's where I got uh, my recent Yamaha CP Reface, which I absolutely, absolutely love. Um, my new Hydra synth, which I, I love but haven't really dove into yet. Hopefully, uh, over my time off for Christmas, I'll be able to get some spiked nog <laughs> and sit down with it for a while. I don't drink eggnog. I don't know why I said that. Um, anyways, patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all of your synthesizer needs. Don't forget to send me those holiday tunes. Let's have a holiday episode. It is really fun to do it, but I can't do it without you. I really can't do this show without you. Thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon.com while we're talking about it. If you want to get me a gift for this holiday season, head over to Patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Okay, exciting news from After Later Audio. We have a new module out. Um, it's, it's a sample and hold and track and hold. Um, all in 2HP. It's called the SHTH. There are some pretty cool uh, normaling options on this. Uh, so there is a noise output on the sample and hold, and it is um, it is actually normaled to the input of the sample and hold. So you can feed a, uh, a gate into the sample input and get a stepped output uh, a stepped voltage output based off of that noise signal. And then on the track and hold, there's a really cool, um, it's called the walk output, but it's like a meandering voltage. Uh, and that is normal to the input of uh, the, the track and hold side. So you can actually get a noise output and uh, just this meandering output without feeding any signals into the, uh, the sample and hold, track and hold. Um, so that's that in itself is pretty cool. I mean, 2HP, no knobs. It's just a, it's a really simple but very, very effective module. So let's get into some of the stuff you can do with it. Okay, so starting with the sample and hold side, as we mentioned, um, there's a noise output that is normaled to the input, and when a gate is sent into the sample input, uh, we get a stepped voltage at the output. I feel like I said input and output so many times that that was really confusing. So I'm running the output of the sample and hold into a quantizer on ornament and crime and then into the chainsaw one volt per octave. Um, and then I'm just uh, triggering the sample with a gate sequence from U-Grids. So that's how I'm getting this melodic sequence here. Now I can actually introduce some outside voltage into, um, into the input of the sample and hold side. So what would be a good one? Let's see here. Maybe I just get a, a tilt from After Later Audio, just basically a nice function generator. I'm just gonna get a nice function generator going in. I'm just gonna send that in. So now we're getting such high voltages that they're not tracking. So let me turn that down a little bit. 
So you can hear how that, um, that sequence changed quite a bit. And then I'll take that back out so we can just hear what the noise is doing. So yeah, that's that's the sample and hold side. It's that's as, that's pretty much is like it can get it doesn't ever really get too technical in the actual module itself. It's just like how do you want to how do you want to feed it and trigger it and then spread that around. That's where sample and hold's beauty really lies. It's so simple as a as a tool, but you can do so much with it. Okay, so then what is track and hold? Um well, Track and hold is the opposite of sample and hold uh, in that it will pass the in value to the out jack until the track input receives a high gate. While the track input is high, it will hold the value. After the track input goes low, it will begin tracking the in signal again. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's just check out the walk output of the uh, track and hold side of the SHTH or sample hold track and hold. Um, so what I've got here is a chainsaw VCO going into a filthy filter, also from After Later Audio. So that's that signal, and I'm just going to plug the walk. So it's just a, a meandering voltage that is normal to the input of the track and hold. So uh, this is there's nothing going into the sample and hold track and hold. This is just automatically coming out. So that's pretty fun. Nice little meandery voltage there. So that meandering voltage that is uh, normaled to the input of the track and hold side is now what we're listening to. Um, and it's being um, actually triggered by the same exact gate sequence that we had on the um, sample and hold. So you can hear how different that is. I will say that I have this heavy, heavily attenuated the output because if I don't, it sounds like that because it's a it's a meandering voltage um so it gets just into all like basically the whole range of voltage that we use in your rack and a lot of that is kind of inaudible if i roll off or if i you know bring the cutoff on my filter up a little bit you can hear but that's not really musical so in the case of like melodic sequences it's good to attenuate your output from the uh the track and hold side um, so yeah, let's uh, send some voltage in uh, from the tilt again, the same voltage that we just sent into the, the sample and hold, we'll send into the track and hold side. So quite a bit different. It actually, because it's just a, uh, a slope, you know, just a, just a function generator going up and down, it's like a repeating little sequence here. Turn up my speed on my gate. And then I just change the uh, the parameters, the attack and release on the uh, the tilt. So here I'm just using both of these modes in extremely uh, simple ways and you know, because it's an audio podcast, I wanted to do, I wanted to use melodic lines to really display what's going on here. But um, let's turn up some, some, some delay and reverb while I explain this. Uh, but, you know, just if you take a moment to think about what I just did, and then what you could do with what you have at home, it's 
sky's the limit. The SHTH sample and hold, track and hold from Afterlater Audio. 2HP. Get them while the getting's good. So I have so many questions and so many more now that I've seen this. Is this your home behind you? Is this like your living room or where are we right now? We are in my studio right now. Okay, very cool. And, uh, Two just, whiteboards. Yeah, it's it's like a shelf that um like it can close, and then on the outside it's a whiteboard. And I oh nice built that shelving uh, unit with mm-hmm. my partner on the back. It used okay. to be like a this used to belong to a painter, so okay. she had like these um, canvas holding metal racks. But mm-hmm. since I took over the space, I was like, oh, I really need a synth shelf, you know? So I just kind of custom. <laughs> yeah. And they're modular as well. So you can kind of like move these panels up, remove this completely, interchange okay. them. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> and I have to ask, what is that blue thing? Oh, it's my... Is that a fridge? Yeah, it's my fridge. Cause, um, oh, I'm, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Malaysian. And uh-huh. um, I moved to Sydney, Australia to study. And that was like the only thing I had for the longest time. And when I, you know, finally moved into this space just for music, I just really wanted to bring the fridge with me. It's literally <laughs> like I got it at Target or Kmart and it was like the start of my new you know, life in Australia, I guess, on my own without your family mm-hmm. and you, it's just you. So that's like a symbol of like, hey, we have our own space just to make music now. Of all the places we've moved together and lived together, like I promised you a home. So yeah, I delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, you always have like a roof over your head. And today I was just like, there's your roof. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything in the fridge? Yeah, there's an expired Pop-Tart from New York I got two years ago. <laughs> And it's pumpkin flavor because I went to America. Um, I visit Los Angeles and New York like uh, right before the pandemic started. And I was like, oh, whenever I'm in America, I want to try pumpkin stuff in fall, <laughs> you know. So and then I got the Pop-Tart. And then until today, I haven't tried any pumpkin stuff because I forgot to eat it. <laughs> it's oh, expired. my gosh. You, you never tried it? I've never tried a pumpkin pie, a pumpkin a drink or pumpkin anything in my life. And I thought that was the moment and I forgot about it. And then when I looked at it, I was like, oh, it expired. I don't want it to be my first and last pumpkin pop tart, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, maybe I'll just (laughs) try to get another one one day. (laughs) And my friends told me. that's so funny. Like, and my friend told me, I don't think the pumpkin Pop-Tart's the way to go to try an authentic fall pumpkin thing. So yeah, don't mm-hmm. die on that one. I was just like, yeah, yeah. good to know I shouldn't risk my life and take a bite. <laughs> but you know, Tim, the podcast just started. You never know. I might eat it later. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Halfway through. I'm like, Tim, I, I caved. <laughs> well, I just finished, we, my wife and I just finished off uh, a pumpkin pie that a friend of ours made us uh, the night before last because we just had our Thanksgiving holiday and pumpkin pie is a huge is a is a huge part of that. So I hope one day you get to. There's no pumpkin anything in Australia, aren't you in Sydney? Yeah, I'm in Sydney, Australia. It's uh, it's not something that like around October we have Halloween decorations, but 
we we don't have that pumpkin craze, you know, where like mm. there's just. When I went to New York and I was walking down, I think Fifth Avenue, like a really popular street, and literally there were mutated pumpkins that were the size <laughs> of a synth. I was uh-huh. telling my partner, like, that's the size of a grandmother moog. No, seriously, <laughs> if you put it up, it's still the size of a grandmother. And he's like, what? I was like, that's a synth pumpkin, I told my partner. And I was like, well, how do they get so big in America? I get it that everything's bigger, like in America, even ch- Chipotle as well, right? Like when we ordered Chipotle, I'm just like, is this for two? I ordered like a burrito oh, for yeah, one. They, yeah, those are enormous burritos. Um I love it. That is hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm okay. So again, just I'm I, sorry for the listener who can't see the background, but we've got this cool shelf system. It looks like we've got a bunch of teenage engineering stuff. We've got a little, a little synth. And then on the whiteboard, you've got all these like at, I'm assuming these are Instagram people. So um, these are the community fams um, on Instagram. Um, when I became a teenage engineering mentor, I wanted to, and it was, I guess, during the time where, like, I think the, wait, was it the, okay, no. Was it before? See, now I don't know. I've got pandemic brain. Like, I, I, I no longer know <laughs> what happened the last two years, but I became mentor, and then I wanted to have activities that can make us all feel really connected for the hermits, you know, that mm-hmm. only kind of love jamming on Instagram. And I made this um, activity called I Start Here for people to encourage other people who don't know where to start to make music, but they're always kind of just like hanging around, lurking, and have this desire to like get into the community. And I wanted to just pull those people out into the community, you know, because sometimes you need to kind of make someone feel like, I'm inviting you. I mm-hmm. I really want to see you. And those people just, you know, are community people who are already jamming, bringing people who have never jammed before, starting their accounts or have empty accounts with no post. So... And this happened like maybe three years ago, but I can't bring myself to, to like clear it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have no more space to do my own stuff. And it's four panels, by the way. It's yeah, not... I, I see that. Yeah. So the two slide and then it opens up. Okay. I have another three more panels on this side that's full of names. And oh my gosh. And I don't have any more space to even do my own idea. So I have a notebook now, but I'm like, but but we had so much fun and I feel <laughs> I feel like whenever I'm doing like podcasts or videos, people notice their names. I'm like, yes. Okay, so that's what was going to be my next question. So you write people's Instagram tags on these white this whiteboard behind you. And is that for so it's for them to see their name behind you during videos, or is that to remind you that you need to tag them or what? Actually it started during the um activity itself where I'm like every person who does a, a jam like they post a video of them making music I'll put your name up and we'll take like a family photo and then we ended oh, okay. up making like a poster and I just dm'd them the poster and it's kind of like a crossword puzzle with all of us intertwining together so this okay. was kind of like on Instagram stories to kind of encourage people to take a family picture and then I we kind of like do the design of the final poster. I'll send it to you. It's like properly laid out and they're explaining how they started to to write music. Like, for example, I start here 
one tombola spin at a time. You know that kind of thing? Sorry. <clears throat> um, I'm going to show, show it to you a little bit more. Is it okay that I step or no? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. So for the listener, she's going back and she's opening up. She's, oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, the activity is actually like I start here one blank at a time. So people are supposed to fill in the blanks. Like I start here one beat at a time. I start here one synth at a time. I start here one, um, for example, like, OP1 sequenced jam at a time. So it's to give people an idea of how they can start. And that kind of snowballed into like a couple of people encouraging other people, which is the most important thing I think in community, you know, is to, mm -hmm. to, to be inclusive and to encourage other people to create together. Cause it's never going to be a competition, right? Like when it comes to music, it's not formula one. You know, there's <laughs> <laughs> especially now when everybody can kind of just do it themselves and there's they're not really like um, competing for, you know, airtime on a radio station that only plays X amount of things. You know, it's just everybody can do their own thing. So, yeah, I think the competition aspect of it has has changed um, and, and diminished, I think, with with the advent of just DIY technology and everything. Um, I wanted to start at the beginning of your story, but now I just want to put this in context really quick. You mentioned that you're a teenage engineering um, mentor. So all these, this, this community and these people's names that you're talking about and all this, like, were you kind of, were you doing classes with all of these people or how, how was that work? And how did you get hooked up with teenage engineering? So how it started was in 2018, I got an OP1. And I was just posting a lot of um, videos and my music that I made with the OP1. And somehow Teenage Engineering found me. And um, when I was working on the POM 400, um, I got, I was posting Insta stories of me building it. And Tobias from Teenage Engineering was like, hey, do you want to be a mentor? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I didn't even know what it was. I just went, uh -huh. yes. And he, he was like, oh, you know, mentors usually do workshops in the city that they're in. And I was like, maybe this activity is what I can do with my Instagram family. You know, like people that I'm used to communicating on Instagram with, because I'm a bit of like a hermit in real life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I want break. So were you... um. So you were doing, you were kind of like um, inviting people to create alongside you and in, encouraging people to create before you were a mentor and it just kind of worked out to become a mentor? Or? Yeah, I think it just organically became like that because I was posting on Insta stories, people that I found were really exciting, interesting, loving, uh, community spirited. And I was also looking for accounts that only had maybe three Instagram posts, you know, because I felt like they are the ones that it's so easy to disappear off Instagram. And it just breaks my heart because I've been there before. I'm, I was the person with just one jam, two jams and two videos. And even if just one person shared my video or told me that, hey, your music makes my day, I feel calm today. 
I realized that the community taught me how to be a community person. So when mm-hmm. I was offered to be a mentor, I just thought, could there be a place for a mentor like me there where, you know, I care about people's progress. And there are some accounts that I have known from 2018 till now. And I mm-hmm. consider them like really close friends. I, I feel so proud when they keep putting out music they're changing the landscape they are putting themselves out there which is a very brave thing to do i think musicians are very sensitive people i am so sensitive and obviously not immune to criticism and you know so self aware right like oh you know is this going to work like uh, is this good and And I feel like what if we all were honest that we're all feeling like that on a daily basis that we're not sure if it's going to work out. What if we become the change of the landscape? Like the music industry should be shaking in their boots, right? If all <laughs> of the musicians had more confidence, like ask for what they deserve and be paid what they deserve to be paid and be valued the way that they should be valued like And it starts from those accounts, the accounts that are coming in to look at the people who are doing okay or doing well or doing great. It's our responsibility to pave the way together and keep opening more steps for other people because it really doesn't make sense in our industry to only make it on our own. Again, it's not Formula One, right? And even Formula mm-hmm. One, they all have their teams and they mm-hmm. all have their support. So for us, it can always feel a bit divided and isolated and individualistic. So I wanted to make sure that if I'm going to be here, like what kind of presence am I going to be? Like if somebody showed me something and I love it, I should want to share it on my story, you know, or mm-hmm. with my platform. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really inspiring. And it's like so nice to hear people out there like you with that perspective, because it can be, I feel like the, there's a few directions I want to go with everything you just said, but I think creating music, especially uh, if you're not in a band, you're just creating your own music. It does kind of feel like you're on your own and then you just want people to listen to it. And I think you can kind of get caught up in just your own thing and not really in maybe put blinders onto what's going on around you. But I think when we have members in the community like yourself who are constantly, you know, lifting others up, it, it sets a good example for everybody to be like, yeah, we're all in this together. Um, and maybe not be so kind of self self focused as far as like what you want to get out of something or, um, so yeah, that's, that's super cool to have people kind of, like you said, paving the way and kind of, um, being exactly what you are a mentor um also there i think something like you said you know like not asking for what you deserve as far as like trying to get paid or anything like that like there's i feel like there's something that whatever makes some people good at business um you know maybe they're not the best musicians and vice versa. I think a lot of creatives maybe, and I, I think myself included, um, just, I, I don't really know that part of my brain isn't really activated. So I think it is nice to have some people out there that, that kind of have both talents in both of those arenas and, and encouraging people to just value their work because at the end of the day, it really is work. Work can be fun and often it is, but what, what we're doing, especially yourself, you have some, you, you like you create, you have a, like a pretty, 
um, expansive YouTube library, and then you've got you know your music, and then just your Instagram posts, and then on top of just your interaction with the community, like that's that's a, almost a full time job, or it, it probably is a full time job. Yeah, it it, it really is a, a 24 seven thing. Like, you know, I speak to my partner about this all the time, where, you know, I used to have a nine to five, now I have a nine to nine, like I'm working, <laughs> you yeah, know, I know, that feeling. <laughs> Mondays to Sundays. And there are just days that like, if I sit down on the chair long enough, I can't get up, like I'm so tired. So I just choose not to sit. And I just started Twitch as well, right? So I've been streaming oh, wow. like, so it's like Instagram, YouTube, um, and then the commission work that I'm doing, like stuff for Spitfire Audio, brands like Plastic Cell. Um, sometimes I get emails like, hey, I want you to compose and I want you to do the video for it as well. And then I have to manage like my posts. Like I do weekly videos on YouTube every week for the last four years. So wow. to actually have that like output at one point when I, when I became mentor and I was doing all these exercises and I was also talking to people on a daily basis and, you know, at one point, like my eyes started twitching and my partner's just like, you really cannot be online that much. Like mm -hmm. you, your hours are like, I'm up at six. So just so that I can like get everything done and I'm asleep by 10 PM, okay. you know? So I still try to get that like balance in there. But like you said, with business, a lot of musicians, myself included, I'm not business savvy. And the first step is to admit that, that it's probably a weak part, <laughs> you know, of my entire like system. And so mm -hmm. when I get emails of like, this is how much we're going to pay you, this is how much work you're going to do, it takes experience to kind of weigh up like, okay, I, I need two days to finish something like this. I'm going to get paid this much. Yeah, I'm broke. I need to do it. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and you have to yeah, say yeah. like, because I, I, I don't want to have this facade online where like it's toxic positivity where like, oh yeah, she's great. Like she do you have to worry about whether she's starving or not. I'm like everyone else. It's like, I'm scared. I'm outputting more than my body can handle sometimes. <laughs> and I'm still like, you know, and I have my partner, I cook, he can't cook. I clean laundry bills. Like sometimes it just feels like it's okay to lean on the community and say, man, I don't have it figured out, but who mm -hmm. does, you know, <laughs> right, who does, yeah. you know, and <laughs> rather than like, how did this person get it figured out? Why is this person so popular on this platform? And I'm, I'm never going to get that. That distance is what creates that very sad kind of void. Like when people watch you. So I always try to just be like, if you have a question, like just ask and I'll be honest. Am I tired? I'm so tired. I've been tired since 2019. It's like, <laughs> rather than like, oh, no, I'm a robot. I don't need sleep. Yeah. I'm like, I need to sleep. I'm a demon when I don't sleep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think. And something else that's kind of, uh, it's kind of like in the in the work side of it. And like, you know, you and I do similar things. I tried to do the the once a week YouTube thing for a while. And I can't keep up with it. Um, 
it's just so much like the ad, adding video on top of creating everything else is just a whole other whole other um, set of skills that I'm still trying to hone in on. But it's it's weird to be your own editor, producer, writer, actor, <laughs> not actor, but, you know, talking head, um, you know, uh, you're scheduling everything and just like time management. And then, like you said, like the stuff outside of work like personal relationships and just life in general, you know, it is like, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me to stop. Like yesterday I was just all day, all day. And my, my wife got home and we had dinner and I really just wanted to come back up into my studio. But I was like, I've been up, I was in there for 10 hours today. I can hang out with my wife for a few hours. You know, that, that'll be nice to take a break. And, but it's still like, I do feel that, that some, sometimes just like, it's like a, it's like I'm compelled to keep doing it. So do you have, is, is that, is that resonate with you? Like, is that part of your personality? Like, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I found, like, well, I guess what drives you, I guess is what I'm asking. Like, oh, what drives me? I think what drives me with my YouTube, my work is I think personal growth, right? And I'm always trying to fight this fear that I have inside of me, you know, I'm not driven by like, oh, she's born like that. You know, I'm, and I want people to know that, like you can be very insecure, you can be really scared and you can be very unsure, but you have to take it one day at a time. And I also wanted to kind of challenge myself that if I really love music during the time that I have on this planet, which I don't know, no one knows, right? It's always something at the back of my head, like, okay, if today's the last day, what do you really want to feel before you peace out, you know? <laughs> and, and I was like, I really want to feel like I wasn't scared to put out that song that I was unsure about. So what if I made that track for like six hours and I still don't feel it's good? It's not up to me to criticize myself, right? Like it's up to me to put in the work and let it go. And that's the part that like, I've been learning for four years on my YouTube, like do your very best, like put your best synth sound and like play your best piano. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know, but play it to the point that you feel like, okay, this is my personal best. I cannot push it any further. Sing your vocals to the point they're like, this is as ethereal as I can make it. I'm going to start croaking if I do it anymore. <laughs> you know, like just make sure when you look at that Ableton file, right? And when you look at the footage that you filmed, just know that if you ask yourself honestly, okay, is that my personal best today? Yes. Or is that the best that I can push out today because I'm tired? Yes. That's all I need to answer for that four years. And then my videos, I felt personally, people were just telling me it's getting better and better and better, right? And, mm -hmm. and when I look back at the first video I put out four years ago, it just makes me just go like, I guess that's one day at a time attitude rather than... I think five years from now, I'm just going to be a synth master on YouTube who does <laughs> tutorials or I'm going to be a singer or, you know, like I'm so bad <laughs> at business strategy and planning out things that I accept my weaknesses and go, look, for someone like me, it's better to just do one video at a time. And if mm -hmm. the path unfolds that I become a mentor, 
I was scared. Like when I was offered, I was just like, will I be disappointing people? Am I not what people want? Is that space going to be better for someone else? You know, like that's my natural personality. It's very like, oh, can I, can I? And then I have to pep talk myself like, you are safe. You are mm-hmm. loved. You are okay. Like I have to avidly do that all the time and do it scared. And then four years later, like my partner was just saying like, oh, you're just going to jump into Twitch. I was just like, I'm just going to jump into Twitch. He's like, have you done it before? I was like, no, <laughs> no. But I think four years from now, I'll feel better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, and, and even the duration of how quickly I can make a video now, because I was doing it for four years, like it took me one month to make one video four years ago. And it takes me maybe like a couple hours to make a video now. And that's mm. just me familiarizing with my weaknesses. Like, remember, mm. you have this issue with choosing angles and you can go on forever. Make your decision now. You want this to be one month, one video again? That's very <laughs> time consuming. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just have to make a choice, right? Because especially as artists, there's always better. You always think, well, I could probably make it a little better or I could, you know, this might be, you know. And it's sometimes it's hard to look at past work and think like, oh, I'm, I'm so much better now. But it sounds like you've got a really healthy perspective on that, um, which is which is great because that's what keeps us going. Because if, if you were beating yourself up about old stuff, who knows, you, you might just want to quit or something. I'm curious. So you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, like you've mentioned fear a few times, you know, like and being being shy and like and you were having to pep talk yourself to get kind of out of this kind of natural state of um, fear or anxiety, which is something that I resonate with a lot. Um, can I ask you, like, what what it is, what is it that you're afraid of as far as in context of this conversation? I think in the past, like, I'm so afraid of, like, people actually seeing the me inside. Um, I think even as a kid with my family, it's like, if I'm sad, right? It's like, I'll always just smile, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know if it was just like, when I'm not feeling good, I don't like it to be transmitted to other people. And if people go like, are you feeling scared? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling upset? Like, then the attention just comes onto you, right? Suddenly all these people are like, let me, like, like, what do you need? And actually, I prefer to just be left alone like if if you <laughs> yeah. know if i'm scared or sad like you know that's the worst time for me to be talking because i i had this fear of exposing myself and with music it's all about exposing yourself the way that someone connects with you is the authentic side of you and for the longest time i had such low self confidence whether there was anything underneath this do you know like like there's this mm-hmm. feeling like like, what am I as a person? And that's the, like the journey of finding yourself as a person. You can actually find it through music. And that's the hardest part, right? Like you're growing as a person and you're growing as a musician. And I realized like the more I put myself out there, the more I was attracting people who were similar to me with the same empathy, the same kind of patience, the same kind of love, and just the same kind of desire to create in a space that's not judgmental that's not competitive 
that's not suffocating with like uh, likes, views, followings, like, you know, and, and I'm so sensitive as a person that there are just days that um, if I have this fear of like putting out an Insta story, I'm just like, you know, it's time to get used to it. Just show yourself playing with the Rubik's Cube. Back then, the old me will be like, <laughs> nobody wants to see you. It's karaoke singing, <laughs> lip syncing to your Rubik's Cube. That is so lame. <laughs> and then when I started, but I was like, but what if I find real friends who love cubing and lip syncing while cubing? Because that's quite difficult to do. <laughs> and then I found a few friends that literally love cubing. And I'm like, my life is so much better today because I got rid of the fear that like I'm not worthy and I'm a waste of space on the internet and there's nothing that I bring of value. So why am I just hanging here? It's like, there's this fear that like not good enough, um, always trying to be the people pleaser in my family growing up. And, and that's why, like, I realized up to my adult life, like my mom says stuff like, you know, I just, I just feel like I'm getting to know you, you know, it's like, the the child me has always been like whatever everyone wants to do um i'm just tagging along peace love harmony peeps you know <laughs> like i'm so like don't like conflict so when you have a, i relate to that you so know much i'm the same exact way i was just talking about this with uh, some of our friends um and i'm just i'm i just you know sometimes it's hard to explain. So like if we have, you know, an exception, exceptionally bad service somewhere with somebody, you know, at a, at, and you know, if it's like, I'm trying to find a good example that doesn't make anybody sound bad, but I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. If somebody seems like they're being kind of an asshole to you and you don't really know them, I, I, I try my best to just kind of keep the peace and not, like, I don't want anybody getting upset. I want to keep everybody on all the side. I don't want anybody to fight. I don't want anybody to have a bad time. And, you know, so I, I, I feel that very much. And that's since I was a kid, same way, like my close friends didn't know that I suffered from depression, you know, until way later. Cause they, I was just always the happy, funny guy. Cause you know, I, I didn't want to, um, you know, make it somebody else's problem or something. So I, I resonate a lot with kind of what you're saying of just, you know, like, I just want things to be nice and calm and level. I'm curious, are you are you an old the oldest? Do you have siblings? And are you the oldest? I'm the youngest. I have you're one You're the youngest and okay. I have one older brother. And I think as you were telling me about how you're feeling, I think there was one instance, I think I was six, and one of my family members were, were in the hospital. And you know, that person saw you know, our another family member crying a lot. And then the person who was not well looked at me and the person crying and said, it, it looks much worse than it actually is. Don't be sad for me. Don't be sad. Mm -hmm. And that moment, I was just like looking at the people who are crying and sad. And I was just like, don't be sad. Like, it's only going to make the person who's currently ill not feeling any better like we need to mm -hmm. change the vibe you know and i just felt like when there were so many conflicting emotions like really sad really angry really scared nervous 
my coping mechanism as a kid is like maintain peace, try to get people out of the pain as soon as possible. But I would just deal with that on my own later, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah. I think my dad's nickname for me growing up was happy go lucky. Uh -huh. <laughs> but <laughs> there's so many times like in my room that like I just bawl my eyes out and then mm -hmm. no one would kind of know like that I was upset or something like that that I don't know why like my personality was always like that where other people's feelings are of importance to me like especially if it's my family like if I see any of them upset like my instincts would be like it's not going to be about you right now so compartmentalize that but I also realized the damage that it does and the damage that it did to me also not pursuing music very quickly. Like I always felt like there was a role that I should be playing. Like this is what I should do. I should go to university or go to college, study, um, you know, and, and all these other things are just hobbies. Like all these things is just when you have extra time. And it wasn't until... I kind of did music that all these things start coming out. Like I just start to feel like, am I putting myself first? You know, mm -hmm. and even when you said like you want to spend time with your partner, like, and you know, and when I make that choice, like, oh, I want to spend the whole Saturday just like working on my modular patches because it's so exciting, <laughs> right? And and I don't want to feel like the old me would be like oh this is so selfish you really shouldn't be spending six hours in the studio what if something happened to your partner like you're gonna like sit there and be like oh i just all i did was play with patches i'm so sorry <laughs> you know that um but we should be able to dive in and feel like it's for us and not feel you know selfish or guilty when we're giving our all yeah, also to finding music. a balance right you know and, and um, I'm curious too, cause I mean, it's, I've picked up on it. You like, I can already tell that you're have a very good sense of humor and you're very funny. Were, was that part of, you know, the happy go lucky thing? Were you trying to make people laugh just to keep things from, you know, getting like, was, was using humor part of your coping mechanism at all? I think like I was very awkward and like growing up, like I think the sense of humor, that's what I'm told maybe just from friends now, you okay. know, like that I meet through the community. But I think back then it was more like observant and um, quiet, you know, Okay. like and, and I struggled, I think, to make friends, you know, in primary school, like it, it was really hard for me to actually like you know, have a group of friends or something. I always felt like, why am I always alone um, making stuff at the corner? Like, like, like I do. And when I go to birthday parties and people will be like, hey, here's the ball and you got to throw it into the clown's mouth, right? And I just like, like really try, <laughs> try to do my best, right? While other people were just like, I want cake. Uh. And I'm just like, so that's the task? Okay, cool. Into the mouth. And like, and I would just wreck that clown, right? Like I just ah! and they're like, you only get four balls, hey man. I'm just like, where's the basket? 
And people were just like, I don't think she's the type that will invite back to the party. And I just be like, oh man, I thought I thought I was doing what party people do. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Oh, that's like that's such a like a a cute but kind of like kind of like a cute sad story. Like it's kind of like cute to picture you kind of trying your best and kind of freaking out about it. But um, yeah. Well, so I mean, I think that that sounds like that's part of your per- personality, though. Like when you decide to do something, you're all in, you know. And I think that's what makes, you know, t- going back to the um, you know, people who, you know, I hate the word content creator, but who are doing kind of multimedia things and their their own editor and everything like yourself. I think that's that's got to be just part of your personality even before you were a musician or and a, and and a, a video maker and stuff like, you know, like I feel like that that story right there really illustrates that. You take things seriously and you want to understand it and you want to be good at it. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that makes sense there. Support for Pajero Modcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the world for below-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family tools. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Longpore 4.0. Yes, you heard that right, the 4.0. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Why are we talking about bathroom time here? Anyways, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PODMOD20 at manscaped.com. That's PODMOD20 at manscaped.com. And don't let the name fool you. It's not just for the boys. It can be for anybody who has a body, really. And it's not just for down there. The the Longer 4.0 actually works pretty good for trimming up the old beard. And the, the nose hair trimmer is absolutely fantastic. I don't use it because I'm not a hairy beast like Tim, but Tim is much more, much more uh, easy to have some face time with now that he has found Manscaped, so why don't you find yourself in the same position there? Um, once again, visit Manscaped.com and enter promo code PODMOD20 at checkout. I want to talk about this album. And you've already mentioned a few times because I did want to talk about the community. I want to read it because I don't want to get it wrong. You say in uh, the desc- the description on Bandcamp of your album "Hymn," which I think is pretty uh, pretty clever. You just got to take what two letters two letters out of your name, and you got "Hymn." So that that's really nice. Um, you say it's an album where you found your voice, your ambient sound, and your community that you love dearly. Um, so yeah, can you kind of unpack that that description? Yeah, I mean, that album like came at a time that was like really difficult for me to make. Like it was so difficult. Like it was also like a really organic album where I was at the peak of spending time with my community, becoming a mentor, finding my sound, finding the gears that I love. And also going through really difficult emotional um, times because, you know, like you said, my personality type, like when I've decided on something, like I'm really set, right? And the downside of that is that when I've decided on people, 
it's the same thing. Like they, they have to like punch me a couple of thousand times for a long span of time for me to actually realize like that's not good for me. Like, mm-hmm. like either this friendship, this relationship, this bond, like be whether it's family or friendship or work, like, like I cannot detach from things that I have decided like you're it, you know, it's just my personality type. And, mm-hmm. and at that point of my life, right? Like there was someone in my life that like, I, I've always just naturally loved, like it, it's just the bond, but the punches were so painful that it started to really tear me as a person. Like I, I felt the repercussions of like, you know, there's a saying where, where your heart is, is where your mind goes when it's not doing anything. It's like when you're, when you're just sitting still. And, and I remember like every time I sit still, I, I think of this person, I wonder how this person was doing, but you know, but it was time to cut like this deep emotional connection because that person didn't feel the same way for me. Like it wasn't like a mutual thing. Right. And this album, while I was making it, everything that I was making lyrically, emotionally keeps falling back to this person. And by the time I finished making this album, something in me just changed. It's like the album just kind of helped me just stand up for myself and say like, you know, don't you realize like through all these songs that, you know, you're free. That person wants kind of nothing to do with you. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? Still making a full album about this person. I'm like, but that's just how I process and grieve (laughs) y'all. Like, I don't know how to fix things. Things are complicated. Relationships are complicated. Life is complicated. Like, Communication is complicated and music's my only way to tell myself that, hello, stop. You want another mm-hmm. six albums of this? I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> I like synth, okay? <laughs> but if I didn't make that album, I really wouldn't have looked at things in another perspective and I wouldn't have found my voice, like the style of music I love making. It was really solidified in this album the kind of person Mm. I wanted to become was becoming in this album and also learning to focus on the people that actually want to be in your life. Like they actually show up. Like there are so many people in my life that were just showing up on Instagram, on my YouTube and in person that were just making me feel so loved. But my heart was always like reserving this spot, thinking this person would reach out and this person would want a relationship with me and want to make things better. But all I see was this person's life just kept kept evolving without me. And that feeling was just like, why do I do this? Why do I, like, you know, how do I get over people who are, have already forgotten about me or seems mm-hmm. like it? I don't know. We don't talk. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so this album really helped me be very honest that, you know, it's it's time for a change. So whenever that's I, so, yeah, yeah, that's so cool. That's like you, you exercised something, you know, you, you, you really worked through something through expression. And I know as artists, you know, self-expression is, is kind of the name of the game. It's, it's one of the reasons we do what we do. Um, but I think something that, 
maybe I don't know. I think I think it's really cool to hear a real life, real world example of somebody with a piece of work that was actually like their therapy and a successful therapy at that. You know, that's that's I think that's very fascinating and, and very inspiring. Thank you. Like, I always think like these sides, like I never say it, you know, like whenever people ask about the album, I'm always like, oh, it's up for your interpretation. But there's always people telling me your music's so calm or it's healing or it's soothing. And if they only knew like the pain behind it, it was so painful to actually, you know, write these kind of lyrics and face it with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I look mm -hmm. at the lyrics, I'm just like, oh gosh, like, why is the pain so fresh? Like, even me listening to this, to the album again, I'm just like, oh, ouch. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not there anymore, but it's, I'm always going to be a work in progress. And, you know, it's, it's made me cherish people who are actively putting an effort to make, to make their presence felt in my life, mm -hmm. to, that's very important. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's... And we forget that sometimes, right? Like we yeah. take that for granted. I... Yeah. One of my best, well, actually my best friend, um, he said something to me that like really kind of, it's it's very simple, but he said it to me and we were, I think we're still in our 20s. Um, he's, he was like, I don't know how it came up, but he basically said like the meaning of, like the meaning of being alive, maybe not the meaning of life, but like the whole point or the, yeah, the, let's just say the meaning of life is uh, creating relationships with people and spending time with them. <laughs> and it was just like, I don't know why that, that it, it must have been just like the right moment, but that really hit me at, when he said that. And he's not really like a sentimental type. He's he's definitely more of like a, like he, he, he doesn't like to read novels. He likes to read instruction manuals. So that, that'll kind of tell you something about him. So when he said that, it just was extra carried extra weight for me and it kind of like spun my head around and I've I've kind of I feel like I've looked at life differently since then it was just like a passing moment in the kitchen of the the house that we lived in together you know um so yeah I think that realization that you're talking about of you know being around people who are good for you you know and not feeling obligated to be around people um, which I know a lot of people experience with family, especially this time of year here in the, you know, in the U.S. with Thanksgiving and, mm -hmm. and, and Christmas right, right back to back, you know, you like, there's a lot of this guilt and like, <laughs> I, I should spend time with family, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it, it's, that's part of just growing up really, right. Is, is deciding like, like you said earlier, like you, you, you mentioned something along the lines of like having, you have agency in who is in and out of your life and how you can control that, you know? So that's, I think that's so cool. And to be honest, you know, that was one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you um, is because I could hear vulnerability. I think with this album, you, you, you cover a lot of ground. You, it's an, it's, it's simultaneously like, like a synth pop uh, ambient, like just piano, you know, this nice, um, what's the word I'm looking for? But it sounds, it sounds like, especially the song words, like it sounds like a heartbroken person making this music, you know, but it, uh, there are times where it feels hopeful and it just, it feels very vulnerable. And I think you, you just, you tackled this whole 
this wide variety of things with lyrics, tone, ambience, and everything. It's just, it's a very well put together and it almost feels like one long song. You know, I feel like when I listen to it, I want to just listen to it from the, I don't say, I want to skip to track seven. I want to listen to the whole thing at once. Did, was that intentional? It, the flow of all the songs was were the flow of how I was feeling. And that's why at the end, um, Need Some Air, like that last song, like I just mm-hmm. knew that that was the bridge to the next chapter of my music. I could mm-hmm. feel it. I could feel like, because I never really set out to make an EP or an album. All of my albums on Spotify, they're just organically, if it's just an EP, it's an EP. I've only got six songs, right? Or if mm-hmm. it's a single, it's a single. Like I've never set things out. But with this one, I started writing, you know, at the peak of when I felt like, oh, my thermostat's going to burst. Like I, I can feel it. Like I don't think I can be in this position any longer. I cannot feel the way I'm feeling any longer. And again, because I was always making music every week for my YouTube channel. And I was also doing posts for my Instagram. Um, like it kept me very accountable to journalize my feelings. And I was, everything was in real time. Like when I was feeling sad, I make music. Good day, bad day, it's still a music day. Like I didn't give myself an option to opt out. Maybe sit with a cup of hot cocoa for a bit and cry it all <laughs> out you know, sure, and cry in the shower, you know, but most important was that, like, the only way to feel better is to get up and, like, purge all of these feelings into music, and so that whole album really took shape, like, from words to then there there was one burn. I was starting to feel really angry in my mm-hmm. veins. I think it's, uh, Still in my veins is the second track, right? Mm -hmm. And I could feel the flow. Like it all started from words, like just these words that keep replaying in my mind that this person said to me, you know, that really just, it it was like punch after punch after punch. And I'm a very like, the the tongue is sharper than a knife person. You know, I've fallen into the drain rollerblading and I've had my fair share of stacking it on the street. But like that kind of pain is so different from when somebody uses specific words on me. I'm the kind of person like it can replay in my head for a very long time if it's very aggressive and it's 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 very hurtful. So I like I remember it replaying in my head and almost every time when I'm working or I'm showering, it's like, whoa, like it would just come and hit me out of left field because like I said, I keep people here. So once mm-hmm. I keep them in my heart, like the excess to mess with my head is so quick, you know, mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. love and connection to somebody who I felt like, even though it's hurtful, it's like I couldn't detach. So while making that album, I was constantly like feeling like, you know, oh, like, like re-hitting myself with the same words. I cannot stop. And, and like sometimes I'll just cry out of fear like oh my gosh I like I, I can't do that again like you know I can't go through that again if I felt so trapped but it but it was the album that made me get out of it because I so burn was me starting to feel like okay just burn just burn everything down like just one of the <laughs> lyrics was like burn burn it to the ground till I feel nothing now like because mm. once things get too hot right like you either just die off or like 
you Harry Potter it, you know, rise like the phoenix, right? Like you just have to. And for the longest time, I was just like, I'm not Harry Potter. I'm not the phoenix. Like just keep burning me. I think I can heal from this. It's a bit more X-Men than Harry Potter, you know? Like I, I feel a bit like a very like, like B-grade version of Mystique right now, which is like, I don't think I can heal like Wolverine as fast and, and, and deal with this, you know? Not the Wolverine, not the Mystique, like not dealing with things well, but trying so I think that album like as I progressed and you that track was when I started to pinpoint people that were just there for me I think the lyrics was you who calms my skin I don't feel alone take me as I am and I feel your warmth like that just Mm -hmm. came out of my head when I was playing the music and I realized like you referring to my partner or my friends or people in the community that would just DM me and be like, hey, Heyman, how's your day today? And I'm like, why would, why, why would people be so nice? Why are people so nice? Especially on the internet where yeah. people are usually extra mean. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why am I getting this? Like, and I'm like, I'm good. How are you? You know, and then we have a four year <laughs> friendship. Yeah, you know, and yeah. we send each other like wombat videos and panda falling down videos. Like, <laughs> you know, it just become something where like that song became like, let's try to focus on what feels real. Like stop looking at things that are gone and it's over, you know, like start to shift. And, and that's when the albums start to have this landscape where it started really sad and it started to explain why it's sad and then it started to burn and then it started to um, focus on other people. And then at the end, it's like, I really felt like I needed to get out and get some air. I think mm. the lyrics was take, I know, I know it isn't there. Take me up. I need some air. Like it's telling me like, it's not here anymore. All the answers that you need, right? It's just not there. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can't look back into the past to kind of fix your brain. Like you kind of need to get out of here. And sometimes that's all you can do. You know, like people go safe themselves and they found their safe place and they found what works for them. And you're not part of that. Fair enough. Like it taught mm-hmm. me to maybe I need to now find my people and my safe space base and no hard feelings, you know, like we're all human. We all uh, make our choices. We all are just winging it. So it also taught me not to, (laughs) you know, hold it so dear. Like, oh, you're not supposed to do this to me. Like, you know, and like, you know what? People do stuff to people all the time. Like they're dealing with their own demons. Like maybe they didn't even mean to hurt me, but Mm -hmm. you staying there trying to find answers in replaying that tape, like, that was the catalyst to my album. Like it really mm-hmm. just, if I didn't make that album, I'd be in the same place. That's, I lo- and you know what's really interesting about stuff like this is I think, well, I look at my past albums and I can, I, I can, inst- you know, I, and I know exactly what was going on in my life and what I was expressing either consciously or, or subconsciously um, in this. And it's, like you mentioned earlier, it was almost like a journal. It's kind of interesting to think about these, you know, in 20 years, you could go back to visit this album and listen to it and maybe feel those feelings again and have it be like, just like, like a sonic memory to kind of bring you back in time or something. And I think that's something that I really like about 
just like how how music and certain sounds and certain songs can really transport you back to a very specific time and place and i think when you get to make that music yourself is is really really cool um yeah i don't i don't know where i'm going with that but that's i feel like i gotta check the time i feel oh my gosh i feel like we just started talking and we're already almost an hour into it (laughs) i feel like i have so much more uh i want to know like i want to know like where you started with music and everything but i have to I have to, we'll have to have you on again to get your full story, but I, I have to know where you got it. How did you find your way to modular? Cause I see that you're starting to, that seems relatively recent. Yes. I'd say 2019 was when I started getting um, into modular. I started with the POM 400 from teenage engineering. And then mm-hmm. I had this rule with myself, like, unless I get my gear and I make music with it and I've made it for a significant of time, like at least a year of posting about it, six months. Like I didn't want it to be, I buy something, then I buy something else. But to be Mm -hmm. honest, when I bought the OP1 in 2018, (laughs) I already wanted to buy the modular stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let's just get in on the OP1, make an album. I made the 111 album on my Spotify. It's all OP1. And once I'm done with that, it's like, can I please get into modular now? (laughs) I've done my time. I've done my time. (laughs) Like it's me justifying to myself that like I'm not a hoarder. I suffer from gas, yes, gear acquiring syndrome. <laughs> I do, but I need to have some rules so that I don't go completely broke and this studio becomes like a studio of boxes and I'm at the highway, you know? <laughs> like there has to be, I know myself, there has to be a limit, right? So I did that and then I was like, I'm ready, I'm ready to dive into modular. Teenage Engineering so happened launched the POM 400. I was like, yes, I know nothing about modular. This is the way in. So I used that for six months and I, to, to a year. And I was just like, 2020 comes. I was just like, yes, it's time for me to get my own IntelliGel palette. And I think I, I, I could see that, like, obviously with modular, mm, the bigger, the better. Like, if you can have a <laughs> modular wall... If you can have like a room full of modular, that's heaven, right? Like that's how I imagine it to look like. It can be hell though, because then all of a sudden you're paralyzed with choice. You know, you're like, I don't know what to do. There's too much stuff to go up. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I told myself like, okay, you got to set rules for yourself. So number one, you can keep your budget in check. And number two, you can actually enjoy every module as they come along. So for the first 2020, the first year, I just had marbles and uh, plats. Is it plats or plates? I keep missing plats. plats. Yeah. So I so I had just the two of them, and I was just like, your task, should you choose to accept it, is <laughs> <laughs> to make this sing like no tomorrow. And whoa, that was hard because I knew nothing about modular. And then I invested in two modules and I'm just like, oh my gosh, if this blows up, but this will be the <laughs> coolest way to go, right? Like this is like <laughs> modular got blown up. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I decided to just focus on that. And, and I struggled at first to be like, okay, CV out, you know, where, where, where do I make a sound happen here? Like this sound is sounding really jarring to my ears. And so many times they almost lost my hearing through modular, <laughs> but I managed to put out one song, right. And the verge, the website 
like picked it up. Like they were doing this article and they kind of gave me a little mention in there. And then I was like, I wonder which video they chose. And I clicked it and they chose my two module system. And I was just like, Frankie, I name it Frankie. You uh -huh. made it to the verge <laughs> with two modules. Yeah. For people who tell me like, there's too many holes in your system, like cover it up. Like it's so naked. I'm just like, Frankie, you're naked buddy <laughs> it's on the verge and i was like i'm so proud of you it's just right there because <laughs> a lot of people are like when are you getting your next module like oh my gosh like do you need money for a module like what's going on i'm just like yeah broke can't you see i live with gear <laughs> it's like yeah right <laughs> can't you see my predicament <laughs> this is why you saw I'm the rest of the house yeah <laughs> i was like this is all i have in life <laughs> so yeah i think and then i started adding uh, 2021 came i added the uh, surface module and uh the bloom and mm -hmm. and i'm starting to attract a lot of people that are very into minimal modular system I didn't know that there was a market for that. I thought the goal was like, come on, get your full um, rack going and go play in the park and some festivals. Like I always thought like that's the thing. But again, me at the party throwing like the balls into the thing, I'm just like, <laughs> that's all I know. You know, I'm, I'm fixated <laughs> on small budget, maximum fun. Like that was my, mm -hmm. my mindset. Like, and I think that budget only afforded me maybe like two modules at the time. And once I got familiar with marbles and, you know, plats, mm -hmm. that does yeah, my that, head Those in. two together are very, very, uh, very powerful. Yeah, I got those two. And then I realized like, okay, it's time to explore. And some people do, like, I'm actually surprised when people come to my YouTube and be like, I really love what you're doing with like so few modules, right? And I'm thinking, what else can I do with so few modules? It's like, I don't have a choice. And it's good to have limitations for me personally. Mm -hmm. I have so much love for huge systems. Of course, if budget's not a problem, I'll have the wall and the bookla music easel. I've always said it. <laughs> yeah, I want the music easel. I want really the music bad, easel, yeah. high five. So when people <laughs> message me like, is your goal to be minimal? Because that's my goal. And I'm just like... My goal fluctuates with my wallet, my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> but you bet if I had a chance <laughs> to get my hands on an easel, if I won the lottery tomorrow, oh, I'll be on Insta. <laughs> I'll be on Insta stories just like take that minimalism. <laughs> I got my easel and I'm going to rock this for one year and then I'm going to add something else. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think it will actually end up working out in your favor that you started that way as a modular synthesis, because I think a lot of people getting into it just want more and more and more stuff. I was that way. I don't know that I've met anybody personally that has gotten into it and just, and has said, I'm only going to get a few things. And then within two months, they got to buy a bigger case because they started small and they realized like, oh, they didn't realize they just wanted more. And that's kind of how I was too. I just wanted, I had the total gas thing. I wanted everything. And, um, but because I was taking my, I wanted to have a battery powered synth that I could take out into the wild and go camping with. It forced me to have a very small system for a long time. And over, you know, 2020, 
basically I spent a lot of time with taking stuff out and just building like as optimal of a small system as I could. And one thing that I can say, like going back to a slightly bigger system, um, after spending so much time with a smaller system, I, I, I'm just so much better as a synthesist. And, and, and it's funny because I, I graduated up to where I could battery power my, um, what is it? Uh, seven U one, uh, I think it's one Oh four HP, the make noise case. I think that's the perfect size for a modular system. Um, it's just big enough to do enough, you know, really cool stuff with, but just small enough to where you could still carry it onto a plane. But I've just recently moved and now I've got a studio set up where I can use like my big, my big case with my make noise case. And I'm finding myself, I used to be so overwhelmed by the big case that I never really used it as one big thing. And now I'm cross patching the two cases and building one patch that's just enormous. And I I never could have done that had I not kind of slowly got a little bit bigger. So I think once you graduate up to whatever that next size cases you're going to be you know you're going to be ahead of the game you're going to you're going to be you're going to be badass at it i, I guarantee it because i think one thing like a lot of these modules especially like the mutable ones that you have they're very deep in the qubit stuff there, there's a lot to them you could spend a lot of time learning and you can you know over a year at the end of the year you could probably still discover new things about them so i think spending that much time with them is just so valuable and i really want to just like drive that into everybody out there listening who's just getting started who has that gas and maybe is sad that they can't buy more stuff i know i want more stuff too i get it but just like really learn the stuff that you have and you'll be so much better off down the line so that was a really big rant. I'm sorry. No, that, that's, <laughs> that's a good point because I get DMs all the time now. We're like, where should I start? I'm like, looking at your bank account, you know, like that's a good place <laughs> to start because when you are sitting with your gear and you have a mental breakdown and you just can't have like, you know, pizza after that's the worst feeling, you know, you want to still have your pizza and your modular case. I'm like, I'm still eating. I'm safe. I'm loved. Like, you know, you, you know, you, you want to still focus on the mental health uh, aspect of music. And, and sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, the high of like getting your first case and then getting your modules waiting, it, waiting for it to arrive. Right. It is bigger than like when it finally arrives, because then you have to get to work and you have to do things. So I always tell people who DM me, like, where should I start? I'm like VCV rack, yep. <laughs> you know, modular yeah. grid. And, you know, and I always recommend them the model 15 app on um, the Moog apps, any any modular apps that you can play with to kind of give yourself this vibe. Like, do I like patching? Do I like figuring out how it works? Because how I work in music, I'm not classically trained. I don't know music theory. I just kind of just dived into music by feel. So with mm -hmm. modular, the POM 400 really helped me understand things in a way where like, I don't follow the languages of when I read like, okay, this is the CV, this is a gate. Like if I read those words 60 times, my brain is like, I need to actively touch things before my you. brain yep. can understand. So modular is a lot of reading. Like if you're buying a module, you're kind of understanding what does what to know its true potential. But I've always been a like, 
fingers crossed, if today's the day I blow myself up, then let's go for it. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll message my partner, like I'm going in. I love you, you know? All right. And then I'll just kind of like, and then if it didn't explode, I'll be like one win for today is it didn't explode. But did I burn a socket or something? Can't tell yet. Like, you know, like is a module dead. Like, I don't know. So that's my way of figuring things out is by practice. Like I need to hear things mutate. Then I just go, okay, okay, that's that thing. So when people ask me to explain, I'm just like, you'll find your own language with modular outside of the theory and outside of the science. Like one -hmm. day you're going to feel what feels good as you're tweaking it gently. And that's your modular sweet spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think because I'm I'm very similar. I when I get a new module, I usually just plug it in and start seeing what it does with before I really read up on it. Um, like specific, like really get down to the nitty gritty and learning exactly what everything does. I try to see as fa- how far I can get with it just based off of like just messing around with it. And I think that approach because that I'm this I like I can't I can't just sit down and read a manual and then soak it up. I have to play with it for a while first and then go back to read the manual and then th- that might help, you know. That'll make a little bit more sense, but I'm just starting to understand some really basic concepts that I've been using for a long time in modular, but now I'm just like, "Oh, I get that now." Okay, that's of course, that's simple, but I couldn't wrap my head around it until I had done it and experienced it like you said with that actually hands-on experience so yeah if you're out there listening and you don't you know don't feel bad if 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 you're kind of like just throwing paint at the walls and hope hoping that it looks good because it eventually will you know yes yeah (laughs) what let's see where are we at here oh geez okay well i don't want to take up too much more of your time but at the end of the show i do something called a patch challenge um and it's I can edit this part out if you don't want to do it, if you don't have time. But if you want, I can give you two words. And then when we're done here, just on your own time, you can create a piece of music that is inspired by those two words. Okay. And then I can play it at the end of the show. Sweet. Does that sound like something? Yeah. Okay, sweet. All right. This the, I have a word generator, and it's, it's very weird. So give me a second. <laughs> Oh, this is really weird. These are all really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hit us with it. Like maybe the audience listening wants to know how weird it gets, you know? I know. So, uh, open-minded child. Like that's not very fun. Okay, come on. That's that's uh, that's literally all of our childhoods, right? Like <laughs> like when, when it comes... Yeah, you become closed-minded when you're an adult, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's like... Like, and, and watch me just have all these like open patches. Like it's not even patched in. It's like <laughs> my Euro rack just went like, I can do this. And it's just, eh. <laughs> I like this one. How, bittersweet shouts. All right. Bittersweet shouts. And this is going to be a challenge for my style of music because it's always just a whisper. <laughs> That's, oh, right. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. This... Let's oh, do it. Oh, that'll be fun. Okay. Um, okay, so finally then, is there anything you want to scream from the modular mountaintops or anything that we haven't covered that you want to express to everyone listening? No, I think we covered really, really good stuff like today, especially with starting small. I think it's becoming quite, uh, it's, it's, it's a recurring thing that I'm looking 
um, at videos on YouTube where people just have like three module systems. You know, I started with a two module system. So I really think like, is do you think, Tim, this is where it's going to kind of be a starting point from people wanting to get into modular in the future? Because I've actually seen people get in with a full rack before. Like, whoa. Yeah, I think I think people... I think some people just get so excited. And like you said, like if, if I had all the money when I first got into modular, I would have probably bought an enormous case in all the modules. And I think that would have been bad. And I think as modular is getting more popular, more and more people are saying like, are, are preaching the gospel of starting small. Like I am somebody who says start small. Um, so, and I think a lot of, I think as it gets more and more popular, I think more and more people will want to use it as just like a small piece of their whole kit. Kind of like I, I imagine you do, um, you know, have, have a small two or three module system off to the side, but also have stuff like the OP one or, you know, any other, um, desktop stuff. So I, I do, I do anticipate a lot as it gains popularity to see a lot more small systems out there and more, um, and not, and not like such because modular is so niche, right? It's like it's like a sub niche of a sub niche. I think that's starting to change, and as it does, like I, th I think they'll just yeah, be more people using it outside of just people making bleeps and bloops. Which is why I liked your music so much too, is because it has like a vocal. It is an ambient album, but it also has like a narrative to it and stuff. So, and I, I think we're gonna see more and more of that. I was gonna ask you as well, like, because you're on the pulse of it, like, like how what is the modular um in like community looking like now because i still feel like i'm only at the tip of the iceberg of meeting people that love using modular sometimes like even popular artists like you you'll see a glimpse of it here and there in their playtime but not really mm -hmm. on their stage performances yet and I was just wondering, like, are we at the almost bursting of the bubble? Is it going to happen in a year or two? Or do you think it's always going to remain, like, within the community of modular synth lovers? It's always going to be that niche thing. That's an int I think that's I, – I, I wonder about that. I think about that because it is it, – it's definitely so much more popular than it was when, even when I started the show. And that was kind of, like, when it was really starting to bubble up um, – I would say for the second time Eurorack kind of that was like the second swell of Eurorack. Mm. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think there's always going to be people who are I almost think actually as it becomes more and more, you know, well known and it becomes less of a niche thing that the people who like the niche aspect of it are going to burrow in and say like this is 100% modular music. There's nothing else on it. You know, there could, you know, I could see that happening, but as far as the community goes, I'm glad you asked that because I, I love that you found like you're, it seems like you have a really cool community already that you're experiencing. I can't wait for you to, to find your way through the modular community. Cause it's something we talk about all the time. It's one of the most open, welcoming, friendly communities I've ever been a part of as, as far as, as, you know, music wise, like it's just, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to actually, when we're done here, I'm going to, I'm going to give you like a list of people that I think you should hook up with and, and get to know. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's just like, who knows where it's going to go. But I, I, I hope this aspect of the, uh, 
just how open and encouraging and friendly it is within this community. I hope it getting bigger doesn't sour that. That's that's all I can say about that. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but that's my hope. Good to know that it's really friendly, welcoming. Because um, I think once I got onto Instagram, I before that I felt like just like a floating musician on my own, like just a little like amoeba or something in the air. Like like <laughs> who wants to like who likes this kind of music, you know? And until you kind of like find your community and like minded people, like I've, I'm I'm with the ambient music community, I'm with the OP one teenage engineering community, and now starting the Twitch community, which is like something so new to me, where people interact with you, uh, like in real time but with the modular community like I, I like I don't know uh what's the vibe like do they prefer to just meet at festivals and just perform live or like very very Instagram driven ah so it's so it's very yeah. online as well yes yeah. very much so discord wow um, I don't know if you use discord at I do, all I do um I'll yeah I'll I'll, I'll invite you to my discord and then yeah, it's it's heavily online um, and just so – I think one of the reasons – you know that fear that we're talking about, you yes. know, that fear of getting into something and fear of self-expression. I think um, this is just a theory I have, but why – one of the reasons why the modular community specifically is, is so open and welcoming is everybody had that fear going into modular because it's pretty – from if you if you don't know anything about it it looks like mad scientist equipment and it looks like you'd never ever be able to figure it out so i think people maybe coming in are afraid to ask questions but mm. everybody who's been in that position remembers so when somebody asks a question they encourage them like don't worry don't don't worry about asking a stupid question it is confusing but here let me help like everybody's just so excited about this technology and at the same time was so perplexed by it at the same you know at the the beginning when they're first getting into it i think people just constantly pay it forward by you know when i got into it i had some really really nice people reach out and be very very supportive and patient with my newbie questions and so now i try to do that and you just hope that everybody kind of pays that forward and i um yeah i think sometimes the listeners are want me to shut up when i start talking about how 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 much I love the community and how, how cool it is. But I yeah, I think you'll find that you'll fit in quite nicely. I've always also been interested to know why people get into modular synthesis. Like, you know, it's, you know, cause I, I, I wonder if it's the curiosity, like we all just like look at it and go like, that looks so cool. That looks like a spaceship that I want to just <laughs> ride into the, like to the heavens, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, cause, cause that's just how I felt when I first saw the OP one, I was just like, wait a second. Uh, -uh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to close this tab. You know, like I, I know <laughs> yeah. for a fact, like it's the design, it's the look, it's the body, like modular is so amazing looking. Like, may I even use the word sexy? Like when you look at a oh, modular yeah, I, totally. from the build to the, and this is where my partner just like, <laughs> like when, when I, when, when I told him, he's like, babe, he's like, what? I have an announcement to make. He's like, oh my gosh, it's gear thing. And I was just like, yes, it's gear thing. It's gear thing. Calm down. And he was like, what now? What spaceship are you going to rock next? I'm just like, 
you know me. I was like, so when I, when I showed him like a wall of modular synthesizers, right, or IntelliGel's rack, and I'm just like, babe, look at this. He's like, what am I looking at? I'm just like, and I'm like, look at the silver or the black one. Like, which, which one are we vibing today? Because yeah, they're right, all right. different. Because once I get the silver modules, it's a vibe. Okay, uh-huh, the faceplate uh-huh. is a vibe. And he's just like, mm-hmm. So this is all sexy to you? I'm just like, it is so amazing. <laughs> Actually, when I say no, surface things are surface things. It's behind the module. That's what's sexy. The brain's <laughs> behind it. And he's just like, this is a fractal sequencer. And this. <laughs> and he just goes like, okay. Just, is he a musician at all? No, he's in logistics. Oh, okay. And so uh-huh. he's very good at math. He's very good at like organizing and everything. So when I, and I'm the creative one in the relationship, right? So I told him, just like, I just, I just, I'm so obsessed with modular synthesizers. When IntelliGel releases something, I'm just like, tell me, tell me, tell me, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I can't help but want to know more about the module. I want to look at it from the back, from the side, from the front. I want to hold it. I want to see his faceplate. I want to clean it. So there's something so fascinating about modular synths that I, I can't describe what that curiosity is that gets new blood into it. So I was going to ask you, like, I, what got I you into it? Well, okay, yeah. So, I, well, it's it's a huge a huge aspect of it is just how crazy it looks. That that to me instantly was like I want to know more. Um, my friend. My friend David had his setup. We went over to his house for like a movie night, you know, like five years ago or something. And he just had his his system set up and it was blinking. And it's funny to me, it looked so huge. Like it looked like this enormous system, but in hindsight, it was just like a 6U system. But like just blinking lights. And then he, you know, would like show me the sound and then kind of explain to me what was going on. And I was just like, I really wanted in, but then I saw the price tag and I was like, there's no way I can get into that. So I kind of didn't get into it for a really long time after that. Um, in fact, one of the only reasons I got into it is because my, my friend had a bunch of like half finished DIY stuff that he's like, you can have this and here's all the parts. Um, so I was, it turned out I didn't really get any of that stuff working, but that was, that was kind of the, (laughs) um, but I think what really kept me, and and what really made me like want to dive in was just seeing how you have control over everything like but at the same time almost nothing because it kind of has a mind of its own but <laughs> it's and so that that whole aspect of it is like yeah i can everything is like broken out and i can i can be very specific with my signal path but at the same time like i have to kind of wrestle with it and i have to almost like find a way to shake hands with it and to me that is so fast that's that's why i'm still fascinated by it like i'm i still talk about it you know with somebody at least twice a week doing the show and i you know like i said the other night i just wanted to patch all night and it's yeah i just it's and i think because of its modular nature and as it's gaining more popularity more and more companies are out there and the more companies that are out there they're just really just like two or three people most of the time or even one who are just like building upon this already cool technology. So they're just, I think the the newer stuff is getting more interesting. So it's like, it's kind of evolving with us as users, which is kind of fun too. I don't know. It's yeah. I, I absolutely love it. It's kind of like, I love that you have this podcast because it's almost like an obsession that we can pick <laughs> apart 
And it's, it's something that we can understand. It's almost an intoxicating feeling when you get bitten by the modular synth bug. You it's know, 100%. right? Because mm-hmm. some gears, mm-hmm. like you look at it and you're like, yeah, I want it, but, but I don't really want it. Like I, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But I feel like there's a sense of urgency with modular synths. Like when you when you fall in love with it, VCV rack's not enough. Like after a mm-hmm. while, an app's just not enough. Like you want to almost dive into the uncertainty of modular. Yeah. Like that's, I realize after getting it, I will always have this feeling that I can't get it. Like, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I pay totally, for it. Yeah. I starve for it. And then it's making the music, but I'm just like, you'll never really, really listen to me. <laughs> and that's a good thing. And I'll never find you again if I like this patch so much. And then I'm trying to kind of like end that session. I'm like, I've recorded you. I filmed you. I've had, you know, 10 hours of recording you, but, but bye, you know, and you, you uh-huh. start fresh again. It's mm-hmm. almost like this dream that state that you you kind of keep patching yourself into finding something that surprises you that's why like on twitch now i'm streaming with frankie because i know Mm -hmm. this is the most like it's literally like a bowl like when i kind of put it on and and i go live i'm just like we all have fears but nothing's gonna be more frightening than this and i just turn it on (laughs) and sometimes the demon comes out of that system yeah yeah and and you're you're there live like i meant to do this like i'm angry today can you stop Uh and you're like can you stop (laughs) like you know like it, it goes a really scary direction and you and you're supposed to perform like you know where this is going (laughs) <laughs> and in your, well, that's one of the best parts about it too if, if something starts messing up while you're performing you can just i meant to do that i meant to do that and <laughs> and it just and and the worst is when i hit the knobs where it changes the entire key and and then someone's just like do you meant to do that as well i'm like totally <laughs> yeah. it's time to change I'm keys. avant-garde yeah Thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. It's really fun. I just i can it's so like i love that we just went on this like you know 10 minute just rant about like this is why what we just did there kind of just talking about how much we love modular and why we love it so much is exactly what made me start this podcast um so people like us can talk to people other than our partners about it yes and so people out there listening can listen to a conversation and you know and like rather than <laughs> talk to their partners about it because <laughs> there's a lot of fed up partners out there <laughs> because literally my partners at the point where just like oh my gosh just buy it already <laughs> like just mm-hmm. like whatever module it is like and i think you know it's nice to meet people that can really get in to these feely feels of why modular is so exciting intoxicating we're we're never going to be in control but we desire to have more, you know, like this, <laughs> yeah. like I want to feel more not in control today, <laughs> you know, like certain gears. I know they'll do exactly what I tell them to do mm-hmm. this Frankie, like, you know, behind me, it's like, I know when I put it on, I'm just like, you're going to show me new worlds today. Right. <laughs> 
Are you going to scare did, me? No, did, yeah. did you name your system Frankie? Is that is it short for Frankenstein? Yeah. Because it, yeah. Because it's never going to be complete. Like I, uh-huh. I, you know, like there's holes everywhere, but I love it. And you know, all of them have names. Like my cups, Larry the cup, Mo the mushroom. You know, and like Poe, my PO four hundred. You know, and a lot of people who got to know me through Insta stories, like I said, there was this fear that that little kid at the party who tried to make friends and then made friends in by showing herself. Like I was just like, I'm just going to, I love throwing balls at the cloud. I can do it, <laughs> you know? And, and oddly enough, Tim, I had really crazy aim for a kid who was like six, seven years old. I don't know why, like if you have to ask me to throw something to a bin, like I've always been able to do it, right? Oh, not, really? Not so much now, but back then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like times have changed, but Back then, I thought, like, that's my superpower coming to a birthday party. And so happened there's a task for it. I'm going to make so many friends. And then it <laughs> turns out I made none, right? So with, so the fear started, like, if you show your superpower, you're going to be the freak at the party and no one's going to like you. X-Men vibes, you know? And then suddenly mm-hmm. when I came here, it's like the school, like, Professor Xavier, like everyone has their special talent. <laughs> Everybody is flying their like freak flag. Like, and uh-huh, I, was, and I uh-huh. was like, okay, it's a safe place to throw the ball at the clown now. Like, you know, so. Yeah, now you can show your superpower. Yeah, yeah now I can like <laughs> tell them that I actually name all of my gears, even the cup. You know, this is Yeah, like, I got to know what's, what's your strat's name. Oh, that's adorable. That's cup. funny. I love that. And also I have like Rolo, my Roland piano, <laughs> Gary, the chair, you know, so there's so many things. <laughs> you know, there's so uh, many. I'm going to, I'm going to try to start naming my stuff. I think I want to, I, I like that. And it's a safe place. <laughs> Trust me, the community names so many things. The other day, um, my OPZ is Aussie and the other mm. person just DM'd me like Harley and just like, Hi. It's your friend from like Canada. What's the name again? Like Oswald. Yeah. Like that's, that's my friend's <laughs> OPZ in Canada. So yeah. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Um, it's been so well, fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'll put links to all your stuff, but is there anywhere you want to direct people? Um, I'm at Heyman Music on Instagram, on Twitch, uh, and on YouTube. It's just Heyman. I upload videos every week and I stream um, so far six times in the last seven days. <laughs> I have no life. Just have to prepare your audience that like if you want to meet a, a person who has more gears than friends and this is like the longest conversation I've had in a while with another person. <laughs> like if you're as introverted and hermit as me, then send a DM. <laughs> All right, here is bittersweet shouts from Haman.
All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for coming back to Podular Modcast. If you don't feel incredibly inspired and uplifted after listening to Heyman wax poetic about how much she loves what she does, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, quick reminder, if we want to have a Christmas episode or holiday episode this year, send me your holiday tracks podmodcast at gmail.com wave files only uh thank you to everybody who supports the show on patreon if you would like to help keep the leds blinking over here at podmod please visit patreon.com forward slash podular modcast um once again thank you to patchworks and after later audio for their continued support of the show check out that shth from after later audio super useful fun 2hp module you can get it from patchworks even synergy um also thank you to manscape don't forget pod mod 20 at checkout will get you 20 percent off and free shipping secret aardvark sauce perfect stocking stuffer order some today um if you get some secret aardvark sauce because you heard about it here on pod mod let me know via instagram or email or whatever um because yeah the more that the people who help the show see that I'm helping them by you guys actually helping them from me telling you to help them because they helped me you know how it works then it helps me to help them to have them help me more so yeah alright that's all I got for you thank you so much for coming back to Podger the Modcast until next week Oh, right. And this week's uh, secret word, actually, it's going to be a little more complicated than just the secret word. What I want you to do is go on and say, Hannah has a strong constitution. She, she won't stop bragging about how strong her constitution is. And we both got our boosters on the same day. She was unaffected. I was laid out for a day and a half. So I guess the science has spoken. Hannah does have a strong constitution. So this week's secret words for the Instagram post uh, are... Hannah has a strong constitution.